Hello, and welcome back to the IEG Insider Podcast. My name is Matthew Nanez, and I am your host. In this episode, we're talking to Vice President of Innovation and Architecture at Avaya, David Chavez. I met with him at a conference in Orlando, Florida, and we talked all about cloud, its misconceptions in the industry, its scalability, and how cloud can be a toolbox for your company. We also talk about using technology to make the world a better place. I think you're going to enjoy it. Before we get in the episode, subscribe to IUG Insider on Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe to the podcast and get caught up. Also, please share this podcast with your IUG group, work colleagues, and on your social media. Word of mouth helps us out more than you know. And one more note, the IUG Technical Development Series returns on May 15th at 10 a.m. Central with How Does Avaya One Cloud Help Navigate Your Journey to the Cloud? Register now at IUG.org. And now, on to the episode. Enjoy. All right, so we are here at Enterprise Connect with David Chavez, a Vice President of Innovation and Architecture at Avaya. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing great. So uh, how is your Enterprise Connect so far? It's been incredibly busy. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of analyst interviews uh, while I'm here mm -hmm. and um, was on a panel that was kind of lively yesterday. Yeah. And, um, and of course, we have, uh, we're showing in the expo area, mm -hmm. uh, meeting with customers. So uh, weeks like this week are totally exhausting, as you probably can imagine. I'm sure that yeah. you're interviewing people after uh, person after person after person. So. Uh, exhaustion for everyone. How does it compare to engage as far as ex exhaustion is concerned? Oh, that's a, um, they're both exceptionally exhausting. <laughs> um, at engage, you probably don't get into a lot of, uh, industry, um, tussles. Yeah. Okay. Like you can get into here. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, whenever you're doing like a you're, you're wrestling with another company, that can be a little bit more stressful than, let's say, mm -hmm. tackling a problem one of two different ways. Right, and that was gonna be kind of my, my, one of my questions is that, you know, Engage was just a couple months ago and you're, you're in front of a home crowd, if you will. Okay, yeah, there, yeah. There's not that, there's not that tussling. And so, um, so real, is it, is it more about competition of different technologies, like who, wrestling with who without getting too much into it of course i'm sure you have to be sensitive yeah. about some things but is it is it more of people are are fighting for the first idea or, or you know, it uh, it depends mm -hmm. um you know you, you might get a uh a fight around uh whether it's appropriate to use ai in a uh specific aspect of right. what you're doing mm -hmm. and i uh, you know, the arguments can be esoteric, like you're taking somebody's job. Right, right. Or they could be um, regulatory, like you have to provide transparency about why, you know, AI is choosing uh, to do something. Um, or, you know, it could be around privacy. This is, you know, uh, are you taking information that may not really be public, somebody really doesn't want to be known about themselves, but you're using it in a way that you can draw an inference on uh, why you're doing something. So, I mean, you, you get those kinds of things. Um, on the panel yesterday, um, 
the uh, there was a, a leader from one of the leading cloud communication platform providers, and uh, you know, and he was bemoaning the fact that companies like Avaya have customers that are dragging their feet on moving to the cloud, and um, I'm like, well, not every customer can move to the cloud. You know, let let's say you're a hospital. You know, do you want to have all of your communications for you know, your doctors, your emergency rooms, you know, charge nurses, whatever you're going to look at. And one day a backhoe takes out your communications to the rest of the world. Uh, does the world stop within the hospital? No, it doesn't. Now, for many businesses, if you're not connected to the Internet, things come to a stop. There's not a whole lot you can do. But there are situations where that's not true. Um, you know, if you're a secure federal agency... You don't want your sensitive communications on some cloud platform knowing, you know, who knows who is listening into. I mean, there's, uh, there are things that are appropriate for some businesses and inappropriate for others. And you actually engineer for uh, what the end customer wants. It's not, a, it's not about, hey, it has to be from the cloud, as an example. Yeah, and I think once you get down to it, some people will appreciate that malleability of what's right for you as a customer for the for the product. And I think that's that's really smart of Avaya to realize that rather than because I know Avaya is doubling down on on cloud yeah. from the most recent um, announcements. But um, but but it's great to know that. And uh, that. I mean, Avaya is a great example when we talk about cloud. If it's appropriate for a customer to do. 100% cloud, mm. there's a platform for that. Right. If it's not, then there's a layered cloud approach, an augmented cloud, if, if you you know, if you know, were. Where call processing might actually be on multiple tiers, you still have a local element when you're not connected to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. um, and the key thing is that businesses operate on the spectrum, and you have to have a solution appropriate to the spectrum. Right. And uh, I guess it's a good uh, segue into, we were talking about the, the tussles and whatnot, is that Avaya Intelligence Experience Mobility is a, is a new offering, right. uh, and it's one of the big, bigger announcements from Avaya Engage. Uh, and, and for those who didn't get the memo, what's exciting about that? Okay, um, so you're talking about my baby, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. um, very passionate on this subject. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just going to call it mobile experience, because yeah. it's probably easier to say that mobile than experience. Yeah. intelligent <laughs> Yeah. experience mobility. Mm -hmm. um, mobile experience is uh, really a different way for, at first, uh, customers to interact with their business. And what Avaya is doing is they're leveraging the fact that more people are mobile. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think many businesses understand how quickly that's changed over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, the last time the industry measured the ratio of mobile to non-mobile calls coming into contact centers was a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, but the time they measured it, it was 70% mobile. Yeah. And I don't think anyone thinks it's less yeah. today. I mean, it's it's age, likely yeah. more, right? Yeah. Um, but no one had really uh, figured out how to change the experience from the caller. I, I like to say that, you know, as soon as you determine its voice, mm -hmm. It could be a person on a crank phone, you know, with a magnet in the background getting yeah. things started, as opposed to a person on a, on a smartphone. But the capabilities of the two are light years apart. Mm -hmm. So um, what Avaya did was it said, well, how can we 
fundamentally change the experience for that smartphone caller. Yeah. You know, we're assuming they're not starting with a mobile app or, you know, searching the mobile web and, you know, something that would be more digitally engaging to begin with. We're assuming, no, it's a toll-free number or a DID number and they're just dialing it. What can you do that's different? And uh, the first thing, if it's a smartphone, there's a screen you can leverage. Mm-hmm. And to figure out how can I go about leveraging the screen. Mm-hmm. Key observation there is that you can send a message to the phone. And, uh, and if the person clicks on the message, you're now driving the screen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they may or may not be still talking while they're doing this. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a, a choice for uh, a business to decide how they want the interaction to go. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as they click on their message, though, they're digital. Yeah. Okay, and uh, because they're digital, there's a lot of different ways that you can engage them. Uh, the second thing is that when you think about how calls are serviced today, um, often there can be a geographic aspect to it. A toll-free number, as one example, is a one number for the entire nation. Okay, but a business might offer operate geographically. Mm-hmm. In which case, you want the call to actually go to a specific area. Mm-hmm. Uh, in today's world, the, because the originating network, the cellular network the caller was originating from, and the toll-free operator are separate for most toll-free numbers, mm-hmm. um, by the time the toll-free operator is working on doing the routing for this number, about the only thing it thinks it knows mm-hmm. is the calling party number of the originator. Right. And if you're mobile, a healthy fraction of the population has moved, but they haven't changed their mobile number. Mm-hmm. And so right. when they're determining geography, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, And you end up with a misroute. And if you operate contact centers, you know that misrouted calls are bad because you're going to have to transfer it back to where it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're one of these people who moved and you call this number, you get that experience 100% of the time. Yeah. Not good. No, it's so, not good uh, customer experience at that point. Yeah, so what we, you know, we have a smarter service that sits within a mobile carrier itself. Uh, we use the context of the caller to determine how to route the call, okay, assuming it's going to stay a call. We uh, operate on that, and then we additionally pass that context back into the contact center so you can have a better interaction afterwards. Uh, for smaller businesses, we can do this price disruptively versus mm-hmm. the big, big boys yeah. uh, in the area. Uh, for larger businesses, it's more about the digital capability. Mm-hmm. The larger businesses are executing a digital transformation motion. Right. Okay. But if you're voice, it's exceptionally hard to make it digital later. Yeah. Our ability to, you know, send that message to the phone now is actually fairly transformational. So. Um, we uh, announced this last year mm-hmm. at Engage. We announced reference customers this year uh, at Engage. And now uh, what we're seeing is customers picking up on adopting the service. Awesome. And so when some people hear about the, the mobility experience and what you're saying, the more uh, esoteric arguments for certain technologies and whatnot, so identity as a service, yeah. um, they might feel uncomfortable about that. Uh, so for some so people, can, who I, feel- can I speak to that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, I know that you 
call businesses. Yeah. And uh, when you do, how often do you have to answer questions to prove you are who you're claiming to be? 100%. <laughs> how many questions on average do you think? There's probably about like six, maybe yeah. like ar around there. Yeah. yeah, maybe around six questions. Okay. Every time they're asking information that you would hate to be in the hands of the wrong party. Because that's how they're authenticating you. Right. Okay. And if someone's listening in, mm -hmm. it's bad. If someone is writing it down as you're answering, this is bad. Right. Um, and once that is out in the wild, let's say that information ever gets to the dark web, anybody yeah. can be you. Right? Definitely. Anybody. Yeah. So uh, the whole thing about identity as a service is eliminating that. Mm -hmm. um, you register a biometric profile for yourself. You tie that to your phone number of your smartphone. And now anytime you use your smartphone to talk to a subscribing business, your voice can be used to authenticate yourself. You don't have to answer six questions anymore. Yeah. Uh, it can only be you. Yeah. Okay. Um, if this is a really important transaction, uh, let's say, you know, you're uh, providing supplementary information on like a mortgage application, mm -hmm. okay, and you, you don't, you absolutely, everybody wants to make sure this is you, you want to make sure the company you're interacting with is them. Yeah, it's a big deal. And um, in a case like that, uh, what you're going to, uh, what you're going to want is something stronger than voice biometrics. Mm -hmm. We provide facial recognition mm -hmm. uh, within the service. This is not something that's built into the phone like you get on, on an Apple you know, iPhone 10. Mm -hmm. um, this is something that's a uh, profile that's built for you within the network. When authentication happens, a menu is brought up for the uh, caller mm -hmm. and you can click on what information you want to share with the business at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, in your mortgage case, it might be something sensitive like a social security number. Right. Um, in other cases, it might be a little bit less sensitive information, like let's say maybe a birth date or an address, mm -hmm. um, maybe a driver's license number and some kind of national ID. Mm -hmm. uh, that information is never spoken mm -hmm. by the individual. It's never digitized in an unencrypted way mm -hmm. over the air. Uh, it's never shared with the business in either form. Mm -hmm. uh, what the business gets instead is a key that can be used one time to unlock that specific piece of information for you. Mm -hmm. um, it can be used by the business. They don't even have to store it if they don't want to. Yeah. Okay. And so from the business's perspective, uh, they're getting that information with high fidelity that it's yours. Mm -hmm. and they don't have to keep it. Yeah. So, you know, um, security breaches in the future may not be as widely impacting mm -hmm. as they are today with, you know, adopters of this technology. So, so if anything, this is even a more highly controlled environment than what we're used to. So people who might feel uncomfortable, once they know all the nooks and crannies yeah. of it all, it's a lot more of a yeah, confident you, you, type of Yeah, Sometimes you have to explain what they're doing today yeah. and how it changes going into the future and like, which experience would you like? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, not having to divulge all that information all the time to everyone, mm -hmm. I think makes people a lot more comfortable. Also, you know, if most of the time you can just use your voice to authenticate, mm -hmm. that's a lot easier. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot, a lot safer too. Yes. So that's, 
that's a great thing to know. And, and do, you, do you feel like once you explain all of that, people like the, the light bulb goes off like, oh, okay. Do you see that happening a lot? That the uh, light bulb is going off? Yeah, like, they're like they, they get it. Like, oh, okay, this is safer. This is nothing to worry about um, as far as security yeah, is concerned. It, sometimes it takes conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, other times, I think because people use their mobile devices mm -hmm. uh, and they're used to the security mechanisms that that natively provides them, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I'm you know taking that same paradigm and using it in a different way. Um, I'd say that uh, once people understand... They strongly prefer not having to divulge all of this information with all the weak points that happen uh, between them and the business that actually consumes it. Awesome. And I know you're, you're a very busy man. You're running yeah. around all over the place during this conference. So, uh, so wrapping up, so what, what gets you out of bed in the morning to keep doing what you're doing within this space? What, what, make, what, what keeps you excited to, to come to work every day? Well, I mean, uh, the innovation obviously keeps me excited. Mm -hmm. um, I like building things. Mm -hmm. uh, I like doing things that people haven't done before. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of all, I like um, the fact that it's an impact that could actually change the way people interact. And if it can change the way that they interact for the better in some way, then it makes me feel like in some at least little way, I've you know helped a bunch of people's experience get better some improvement in, in their life right and it must be satisfying to see that from from day to day to day when you receive reports or it, see something it, working. It, it does but sometimes it can be um uh maybe a more personal for mm -hmm. instance uh we have the technology to solve the problem of getting unwanted callers mm -hmm. to your cell phone right that are attempting to spam you or worse defraud you Right. right. Um, you know, I'd like to see a vehicle for Avaya to take that technology to market because mm -hmm. I know it will change how people feel about their phone. Mm -hmm. um, I know that today when the phone rings and it's a caller ID I don't recognize, it might be familiar because it looks like it's coming from a neighbor. Mm -hmm. Okay. In reality, I know if I answer this call, you know, I'm going to be attempted to sell a credit card or yeah. that it's the IRS coming to drag me off to jail or something. I don't even answer phone yeah. calls I don't recognize yeah. anymore. It could be so, something serious. And, and that's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. You, you'd like to be able to know that this is a high-priority thing. Mm -hmm. um, the technology exists to do that. Mm -hmm. We just need a vehicle to bring it to market. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to be able to do that one day. And I, I think you'll be able to if you... If you keep going and I'll be appreciative and <laughs> thinking about you when, I, right. when that happens. So uh, I'll let you go on with your, with your day. And I really appreciate the time for you to sit down with us and talk more about um, mobility and, um, and all that. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the time. And uh, if you have any listeners that have follow-up questions, uh, feel free to pass on my contact information and I'm happy to talk or write with anyone at any point. I'm, I'm sure you will. IUG has a, a lot of passionate yeah. members. I'm sure they have a lot of questions once this comes out. And uh, be sure to pass along my, my Twitter handle is IUG Matthews. So please let me know. Please DM me so I can pass along the information and the questions. And who knows, maybe we'll, we'll have a follow-up Q&A session. That, that, <laughs> that sounds wonderful to me. All right. Awesome. All right, Great. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thanks so much to David Chavez. 
Like you said, if you have questions for him or feedback for us here at the IUG Insider Podcast, reach out to me at IUG Matthew and at IUG on Twitter. We'll see you next week.